Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast. Episode number nine. In this episode, the moms chat about their new partnership with Mothering Magazine, answers listener questions about Spiral Scouts and podcasting. Tina talks more about Math Mammoth and making homeschooling fun with zines, laugh books, and bookmaking. <laughs> Mom, where's my math book? Honey, where's my glasses? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Where are my shoes? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And And we're we're the the Savvy Homeschool homeschool Moms. moms. So, Becky, how was your week this week? It was very quiet. (laughs) We, uh, as you know, we were running in the 100 plus degrees all week this past week. So basically we spent the entire week trying to hide from the heat. I mean, it was even too warm to go out and swim in our lukewarm tub. It was just awful. (laughs) Yeah. So we spent most of the week just hiding in the house and and trying not to melt into small puddles. Oh, I completely relate. (laughs) But um, Tuesday we had a play date. Um, our friends Saren and John came over and played while their uh, mom was at work. And then um, Danielle went and stayed the night over at Tiffany's house. Do you guys do nice. sleepovers yet? Not yet. Not yet. My kids aren't quite ready yet. We've only really done sleepovers at Grandma's. Oh, I uh, haven't even done that yet. Actually, Maven did it briefly when when Taryn was born, but they weren't there. she wasn't actually there all night. <laughs> yeah, that was the same thing when, when Jack was born. I sent Danielle to stay with my mom, and then, like, halfway through, I was like, oh, bring her back. <laughs> By the time I got home, you know. I mean, obviously, when I was in the hospital, she stayed, but. Yeah, yeah. Maven's actually had a lot of sleep problems, so it just hasn't even been a, it hasn't even come up yet because she had so much insomnia for so many years that she, it would have freaked her out to go to her friend's house and be awake. <laughs> yeah. So she's gotten over that now, so I think she might be ready for it soon. Yeah, so the kids, uh, well, just Danielle went um, and stayed the night over at Tiffany's house on Tuesday night. So that was nice. She had a a nice visit with her friend, and everything went well, and there was no fighting, because you know how nine-year-old girls do. (laughs) There was no fighting or anything. Nice. That that was nice. And then we all went over um, to Tiffany's and swam for a while. Oh, that's fun. That was like the highlight of our week, man. Yeah. (laughs) We had that, too. (laughs) One exciting thing. Yeah, the pool is like the highlight. (laughs) We finished our our, um, unit on Charlotte's Web this week, which was nice. Yeah, I saw you post about that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Danielle, her her reaction, I said, so how did you like the book? She goes, why do you keep making me read such sad books? Aww. (laughs) <laughs> I said, I don't, honey. I said, they're not all sad, but, you know, yes, Charlotte Webb's, Charlotte's Web is kind of sad. And, yes, it is. But um, I'm not much of a read alouder to my kids, as we've talked right. about before, but um, she was having some, she was concerned about what had happened to the spiders, the baby spiders. Oh, the babies. Yeah, and so um, I sat down and read that section with her again. I read it to her, and um, then we looked up how baby spiders you know, spin the webs and blow away, and mm-hmm. that's how they move on so that they don't use up the food sources all in one place, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that helped a lot, I think. But, yeah, definitely got to find a happy book for her next unit because <laughs> <laughs> she's really mad at me right now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but the one we did before that was not unhappy, so I don't know. It's kind of weird. But, the, like, the first book we read, Tornado, was mm-hmm. really sad and... So I guess there are some sad ones interspersed in there. Yeah. She just fixates on those. But (laughs) then I wanted to share that while I was researching for today's podcast, I was going backwards through my blog 
<laughs> and I found this really funny blog post. It's from September 3rd, 2006. So what's that? Almost six years ago, right? Yeah, it is. Up on it. Crazy. And uh, the title of the blog post is Disorganization Breeds Chaos. <laughs> Which, you know, that's like a common factor in my life. And so I'm just discussing how disorganized I am and how annoying it is. And then (laughs) down at the bottom, at the very last paragraph, it says, I often feel the busier I am, the more I get done. Of course, the more I yell and the more headaches I get too, but that's another story. Tiffany and I are trying to get a spiral scout circle going, and I just signed up to sell Esborn books. Oh, that didn't work. (laughs) There's homeschooling baby fest, a Halloween party, and whatever Tina has cooking up for me. I think it's so funny that six years ago, I was blogging about Tina having stuff, you know, Tina and I getting together and doing stuff, and then here we are six years later, still getting together and doing stuff. Still cooking things up. Cooking things up. God, that, I, that is so me, though, isn't it? it is. I'm always you actually, coming. You actually commented on it. You said, oh, I'm right there with you, Chica. Oh, of course. (laughs) I love the comment, whatever Tina has cooking, because this is so me. Uh Can you believe I've actually been trying to pull back on things? (laughs) Yeah, I'm still working on that. (laughs) Six years later. Six years later, I'm still working on being organized. (laughs) Maybe we'll just never happen for either of us. (laughs) An ongoing process. I know. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. Oh, yeah, things, some things just never change. Just move on to a different project. Exactly, exactly. But I just had to share that with y'all. Oh, my goodness. How was your week? Oh, same as you, hiding from the heat. Uh, we did go swimming at a friend's house. At one point, saw one family. The other four families, three families, were not available that day, unfortunately. Maven's been very sad, has not been able to see her best friend for a while. Aww. But she got to see another close friends so that was good um but it got cut short because in the middle of swimming actually we we're kind of in the tail end of swimming i get a call from adam and he's on a shoot um i think i've mentioned before my husband's a video photographer and um he was on a shoot for eecu which for those people who are not local i don't think it's out of california no. i'm not sure it's a uh, educational employee em- employees yeah <laughs> I could talk. Educational Employees Credit Union, he's, which is actually our bank, and um, uh, he's doing a commercial for them. Uh, well, with his his the company that he works for, and um, he calls me saying, "So they want a kid for this shoot." This has happened before, actually, uh-huh. and um, <laughs> and they're like, he's like, "They want a kid." They just decided at the last minute they want a kid. They want somebody ma- like a girl, Maven's age. Do you guys want to come? And I'm like. Um, so I asked Maven, she's in the pool, and she's like, no. She's like, not at all interested. She's, they've done commercials before. Well, they've done one other commercial before. They've done other shoots, but they've done, they did a Food for Less commercial a few years ago, both of my kids and some that. of their friends. Yeah, Kezo's in that one, too. Mm-hmm. And some other, some of the other AP moms are in that, too. I can't remember. Michelle, Michelle Bradford had her kid, her daughter was in there, mm-hmm. I think, as well. Um, and a couple others that I don't remember right now. But anyway, um, so her friend's like, I'll do it. 
<laughs> and I'm like, all right, that's fine. If she doesn't want to do it, you can do it or whatever. And then she, that she was like, well, what do I have to do? And I said, I asked Adam, and he's like, well, you're just, she's just going to be in the background looking at. It's like a, they're doing like an art show, like a kids' art show in the bank, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to just stand there and like look at the look at the art. And she's like, oh no, forget it. <laughs> I'm like, what you wanted to actually have? A, she's like, there's no lines. And I'm like, what you really wanted to have a speaking part? Huh? She's like, yeah. <laughs> so she wasn't interested because she wanted to actually be able to speak. And but maybe was like well and then I said well they'll pay you and she's like well (laughs) so she finally agreed to try it and I was so proud of her because um, I mentioned last week that she did this radio commercial it was a PSA didn't get paid for that (laughs) and um, and that I had kind of I didn't really push her per se but I encouraged her because I knew it would be good for her Mm -hmm. because she's really shy Um, she's not she doesn't seem shy but about stuff like this like with um I don't know where she feels like she's in the spotlight, which she is right. <laughs> even when she's, or even when it's a perceived spotlight, she gets really shy. And, um, I, I told her, you know, that it's really good to, um, try to do things that scare you sometimes because it's, it, it makes you stronger when you, when you, f- you feel really good later about having accomplished something that really scared you. I mean, if she was scared to death, I would never have made, you know, I would never make her do it anyway. I told her it was her decision, but, but, um, I encouraged her and, and she decided she wanted to give it a try. And so when she told me why she decided to do this commercial, she was like, well, I can't remember her exact wording, but it was something along the lines of, well, I thought that maybe if I did this, that I would, I, I, that I would feel good about doing something like this because it really scared me to do it. And I want to, I want to be able to feel good about having done something that's something else that scared me. And I'm like, that is so good. <laughs> I was so proud of her. Mm-hmm. So she did. And I have pictures. I posted pictures of her getting her makeup on and, and they had to do, we had no idea there was going to actually be acting involved. She had no lines, but she had to pretend to be this guy's daughter and that she was excited seeing this art. And so she's pointing at the art and she's not an actress. She does not have that skill <laughs> really. Yeah. So I was surprised that she did as well as she did. Cause it's just not her thing. Um, but she did actually did quite well. Um, and, uh, we were, we were very proud of her. So she was very proud of herself too. So very exciting. Now the, now the question is when do I get paid? <laughs> she figures she may have enough to, to, uh, to be pretty close to being able to get an iPod touch. Oh, wow. Although I'm, we're not sure exactly how many hours they ended up clocking. So depends on how many, cause we were there for, they probably did like 15 takes at least, if not 20. I mean, they took a whole bunch of takes. Okay. Now this time, move your arms this way. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> she's like, uh, <laughs> and poor Tyrion was crying on the way there. Cause he really wanted to do it. And they didn't want, they weren't interested in a little boy. <laughs> so, he was said, I said, next time, honey, you'll get to do it next time. So that was our big thing for the week was Maven being in a commercial. And Adam's actually spent this week and finished shooting it and edit, is now editing it right mm-hmm. now as we speak, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was our big thing for the week. But I also spent a lot of time just working on my websites. I actually got a just a burst of energy to work on my websites. And I did a whole bunch of I'll work on editing up some of the you know, tweaking and fiddling and I swapped out some graphics and oh my gosh, have you heard of PicMonkey? PicMonkey.com? I, I, I saw that in your notes and I was like, Oh my Pick heavens. Monkey. You have to check it out. It's PicMonkey.com. It's P I C Monkey M O N K E Y dot com. Oh now I think I almost felt like I say M O U S E. Um but uh yeah, PicMonkey.com and 
it's it's like this free site that I discovered. I don't even remember how I discovered it at one point, but it's this free site where you can twiddle with graphics, and they let you can do an online. Um, it's picnic. It's the guys who used to do picnic. Is it? Oh, yeah, I didn't I even like, know that. This looks really like they're like the feel of it's really similar. I was like, uh, oh, and oh, I clicked cool. on about us, and it's the picnic engineer. Oh well, there you go. Um, I never really years. played with picnic either, but um, that you can make a collage if you go to my website now, homeschoolrealm.com. I swapped out the the header graphic with one that I made with PicMonkey, and I had so much fun doing it. It was so much easier than the the header that I did for Savvy Homeschool Moms, <laughs> like the one that's on the on the Facebook page. I have a lot more pictures of our kids on it. Um, and for the one on our our website, I took half of them out because I didn't want it to look quite so busy. I wanted to focus more on the gra- the logo, but um, but that took me forever to put together. Because <laughs> I mean, I knew how to do it, but it was just like you know, oh no, tweak this a little to the side and do the you know, like pick monkey, just drag and drop, drag and drop. It was mm-hmm. so easy. I loved it. I was like, this is fun. This is way better than Photoshop. Or I actually use GIMP because I don't. I no longer have a copy of Photoshop, but. Anyway, so yeah, Pig Monkey, if anybody needs to make any collages or tweak some some uh, photos, that was really fun. <laughs> That's fantastic. I want to have to bookmark that. Very, very fun. And then yesterday I got a another spur- burst of energy and um, started decided I, I needed to work on our homeschool slash art area, which I have said is on my list of things to do for the summer and had not gotten in there. And I kept walking by it going, yeah, not happening today. <laughs> it's like piled with stuff and it's just a mess so yesterday I go you know what would be fun I don't even know why I thought of this I'm like it would be fun to do a stop motion of me clean, uh, cleaning and organizing in this room so I did <laughs> I totally made a stop motion I'm not done yet though so once, uh, so I won't be posting it until I uh, do the second half but um, I'm going to do it actually when we're done here I'm probably going to go in there and do it some more <laughs> but it's so fun to watch like the progress happen like you know? and, like, and it must be very satisfying to watch it happen very quickly. It is, because it took me like three hours. <laughs> it was like over in a minute. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so fun. So we just set up my little my little uh, iPhone on, I mean, set up my iPhone on my little tripod that we have. I have a little iPhone tripod that actually is, used to be Adam's, but he didn't need it. So, um, so cute. Hey, do you have an iPhone tripod? I, you know, I do somewhere, but I'm not actually quite certain where it's at at the moment. Those things are so handy, I tell you, because Maven got really into stop motion for a while, and she still goes back to it from time to time, using it for the stop motion. It's it's awesome. So this is a little dinky thing, and you just stick it in there. Well, I have to take the case off first, and then I stick it in there. But um, anyway, so yeah, I'm <laughs> blessed with that, and it's looking like a hundred times better already, and I've, I've, I think I'm, I'm coming along nicely. And uh, hopefully, by, by the time the school year starts, the, that room should be nicely organized and I might actually be able to be efficient from the first day <laughs> that's the plan but uh but yeah but the last uh, day or so though you and I have been a little bit um distracted by all the Doctor Who news though huh? I know Comic Con <laughs> I know I'm watching the tweets coming in and I'm going I want to be I there. know okay so let's make a deal next year let's yeah. figure out a way to make Comic Con oh, our yeah. curriculum yeah because you know what Nathan Fillion was also there yeah. He also made an appearance actually at the same place where they did this this nerd what is it nerd HQ or whatever I don't yeah. know anything about that but um I just watched that today I, I That's linked... the nerdist, right? That's, that's I think um... so. I think yeah. it is. It's an Chris actor. Hardwick. It's some guy. Oh, is that his? Yeah, I recognize him. He looks yeah. familiar. Is he a comedian or I don't know, an I actor don't know. or comedian? He looked familiar to me. Anyway, I I have to go to the website or something. But nerdist.com also has a uh, 
oh, what's his name? There's a comedian I listen to. It's it's uh, You Made It Weird. The podcast is called You Made It Weird, which, by the way, warning to anybody who goes check it out, not kid-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like foul language or obscene conversations, you probably won't enjoy it. But it's funny. <laughs> it's really funny. And he... Um, and he gets into some deep topics, too. But anyways, that's a side note. <laughs> but yeah, Matt Smith, the doctor, for those who don't know about Doctor Who, was tweeting for BBC America yesterday during, was it during Comic-Con? Or was yeah. it during this Nerdist thing? Was that part of that Comic-Con? Part of Comic-Con. That was part of Comic-Con. Okay. I wasn't sure. So, and then today they posted the video. They did a, a panel uh, for the for Nerd HQ or whatever. Like, is that part of Comic-Con, too, I guess? Well, that whole yeah, thing. They're, yeah, they're kind of part of it yeah yeah so um anyway yeah so they they did a whole 46 minute video and i was totally obsessed i'm like i'm supposed to be getting ready for the podcast and i could stop watching matt smith and his little bowler and his pink socks and <laughs> <laughs> so funny oh my gosh so yeah if you're not into doctor who you should be <laughs> keep an ear out because it's not up yet i just double checked but there is a chris hardwick's all-star bowl- celebrity bowling yeah i saw the posts about that too they, there were pictures posted on facebook yes. i can't remember what wall it was on but it was i saw the po- pictures of i think i think doctor who actually posted i think it was the doctor who facebook page that posted or somebody connected there yeah i saw that they were they're bullying they did it was the nerds versus and and they had um what's his name from star trek um that's the part of the nerd that nerd nerdy nerdist whatever the, uh-huh. the kid wesley crusher wesley what's his name crusher, will wheaton will wheaton was there will he was wheaton. part of the nerd team yeah. <laughs> love me some will wheaton <laughs> Anyway, yes, for those of you who are not into all this geek talk, <laughs> we will move on, we promise. We apologize for the non-geeks among us. But... <laughs> yes, if you're, if you're not a geek, you probably are sleeping now. <laughs> Con is like the, the mecca of geekdom. I mean, like... Yeah, it, but... it seems almost like it's more sci-fi stuff than just... Actually, geek, it's you know? actually becoming much more mainstream. I mean, they have Twilight stuff going on down oh, there and all sorts of weirdness, but... But there's still enough of the geek element to make it yeah. worth it to go. Oh, I so want to go. I have I friends so who are down there go. right now, and I'm like, I am so jealous right now. Yeah. <laughs> I never wanted to go until I got into Doctor Who. Oh, And see, now I, I really want to go. I never was really into this scene very much. Although I've always loved sci-fi stuff, and then once I got into Firefly, then I would have wanted to have gone. gone but, then it was, but then, you know, you introduced me to Doctor Who, and then, you know, all bets are off now. So. <laughs> and then someday we're going to go to England. I have to go to England to the Doctor Who conference. I have to, yes. have to. I think they actually hold it in Cardiff. Yeah, but, um, there's one here too, though, you know. Oh, there is? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, it's called Gallifrey One. Oh, funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it, um, they do that every year. And, and I actually have a, a, my friend um, Richard, um, uh, Andy, has gone oh, to fun. it. Yeah, I'm like, I want to go to that too. I'm like, and God, there's like, so many conferences that sound cool. So many things going on that, you know, and none of them are in Fresno. No, of course not. Never. But there are the homeschool conferences coming up in August. If they weren't so darn expensive, I would head up to Sacramento. Yeah. But they're very expensive, so that's, that's not happening okay. this Next year. Next year we'll have our own homeschool conference. And... Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> that would be really cool. <laughs> and we'll get in for free. It's on, we... <laughs> it's on our list of things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Add we'll that see. to the stuff that Tina's got cooking up. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right, so, enough geekdom. Anyway, Let's yes. tell them what's going on with the podcast. Oh, the big, big, big news. Do you want to say it? No, you go ahead. All right. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I got an email from Mothering Magazine this week. And we were already excited because we had said last week that they had posted one tiny little mention of us on their site and already our numbers had like tripled our downloads and our likes on Facebook. Just a And we said last week how we were all excited and giddy texting back and forth. Well, I get this email from Mothering this week. The woman who does the Facebook page, Melanie, who is my new best friend. <laughs> um, not literally, but she'd be like, what? <laughs> Online best friend. Yes. Well, I just love her now. <laughs> she says that she wants us to post on the Mothering blog, um, which I, I'm very familiar with the Mothering website, but I hadn't really been over there in a while um, to like look around at all the different things that they had going on. I pop, pop in from time to time onto the forums, but I didn't realize that they had a whole, it's, a kind of, it's part of the website, but it's, it's, a, it's like a separate WordPress installation, as I found out when I got into the back end. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, a blog, um, all things Mothering. So we are now officially part of the team, All Things Mothering. And our our first post went up this weekend. And they want us to post every single week, um, um, including an embed of our podcast player so that people could listen right on their site. And then, of course, put some information about what we talk about in that episode. And um, they would like us to take questions and answer them from... um, their community as well which i think is fabulous exciting. yes very very exciting so we were like you know beside ourselves this week excited <laughs> there may have been a little bit of kermit the frog arm flailing <laughs> i was team, literally but... screaming i'm not even kidding i was literally screaming my daughter was cracking up when i'm looking at this email the first time I'm like, ah! <laughs> I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god and she's on they want to post on on facebook about us and the, you know it's not just the blog it's the facebook and the you know, it's it's the whole mothering package, basically. Yeah. So that's just, it, you know, that, that community, for those of you that are familiar with it, know it's enormous. It's an enormous alternative parenting community. And, I've been describing uh, it to people who don't know about it it's, as the mothership of alternative parenting. Absolutely. Of, Even no. though the magazine shut down, what, what two years ago now, I think? Something like there. that. They've shut down the magazine, but it is still ha- happening place. <laughs> there are people posting there constantly. So very excited. I haven't seen a, a jump in our numbers yet from that, at least that I could tell for sure, um, because I don't think the whole lot happens on the weekends. Um, right. And they haven't posted about us on Facebook yet because I, I'm pretty sure that uh, they only work during the week. So <laughs> so she'll probably Melanie gets back to the office maybe on Monday or virtual office or whatever i'm not sure how it works um and then hopefully we'll see uh people listening to this next week (laughs) we'll we'll have probably found out about us on mothering so welcome Welcome. we're very happy to have you very excited and please do send us your questions our email is moms at savvyhomeschoolmoms.com and uh, we're always happy to take your questions, particularly homeschooling questions, because we don't really know much about anything else. Well. <laughs> we know some things. <laughs> uh, you know, homeschooling questions probably would be the best to go with. I think so. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, very exciting. And our numbers had already been going up first from that one tiny little mention on Facebook. And second from I got last week, I got it in, the e- in my email box, I got a Facebook ad code some free code they're like here try a 50 dollars ad for free i'm like okay as long as it's actually free and it seems to be so far so um i i put that ad up it's like a you know on the sidebar kind of thing and you can um uh specify who you want it to go out to so i put 
put it for anybody who has homeschool in their interests. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh my gosh, we are getting like handfuls every day. It's like, dun, 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 going up. So apparently Facebook ads are worth their weight in gold. So <laughs> I think I'm going to be purchasing some for some of my other sites because holy cow, our numbers just went up even more. So, and quite a few people posted saying that they found out about us from our ad already. So that was nice. Very, very exciting. So welcome to you too. <laughs> We're happy welcome to have to you. all of our new listeners, wherever yes. you may be from. Yes, definitely. Very, very good. So, so Becky, I think you have a question from Jonathan this Actually, week as um, well. Jonathan and Sarah both oh. asked about it. Um, oh, Jonathan did they? asked about it and Sarah asked about it actually on the website. Oh, cool. I missed that so, one. So, yeah. So I actually have two people to answer questions for, but thankfully it's the same question. Both of them have asked me about Spiral Scouts. I mentioned in a previous episode that I was a Spiral Scouts leader, Mm -hmm. and um, so people wanted some more information about that. So Spiral Scouts is um, a scouting circle similar to, you know, your Boy Scouts and your Girl Scouts and things like that, Mm -hmm. except that we are boys and girls together. Um, uh, So both both genders um, go to Spiral Scouts together. Mm-hmm. And we are not, um, we don't discriminate against anyone coming into our organization, regardless of race, religion, ethnicity, sexual orientation, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so my circle um, is made up of um, all different um, religions, and but the actual Spiral Scouts was started by um, a pagan church. Now, don't get all freaked out. This is not pagan Sunday school or anything like that. <laughs> the, only, the reason it was started by a pagan church is because they were looking for a scouting experience for their own children that wasn't all about God and country. Mm-hmm. And so there's actually um, no ba- required badges that have anything to do with religion at all. There are mm-hmm. some badges you can earn if you'd like, and it actually covers all religions, not just pagan. So um, it's run, uh, each circle uh, is run by a man and a woman, and my circle is, um, it's been running it for, say, six years now, five years now, something Mm -hmm. like that, and um, I lost a couple of uh, co-leaders over the years, but now I have a fantastic co-leader who um, is a local um, musician, actually. And he's absolutely fantastic. And I don't know what I'd do without him. But usually circles are probably run by a husband and wife. That Mm -hmm. would probably make way more sense. Um, And, of course, everything I say about circles, every circle runs its own way. So, (laughs) you know, your experience may differ. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But in general, Spiral Scouts likes it for each circle to be run by a man and a woman. And um, we, we start children as young as three and actually go all the way up into 18. And once they turn 18, hopefully we've got them well-groomed to become leaders after that so they can be their <laughs> own Spiral Scouts leaders. Um, and it's really cute. Um, we start, they start out at age three as fireflies. <laughs> cute. And, yeah, and um, then they move up to Spiral Scouts and then they're Pathfinders. And uh, my circle is actually made up of really, really young kids. Danielle is actually the oldest in my circle. Uh-huh. And so um, we don't do a lot of the stuff that, that some of the circles do just because my kids are so tiny, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, Spiral Scouts does basically the same thing that other scouts do. We earn badges, we do volunteer work, and those kinds of things. And um, you mentioned you weren't sure how homeschooly that, that Spiral Scouts, talking about Spiral Scouts would be. But I John- was Jonathan about, mentioned. Oh, me. oh, I'm sorry. Jonathan mentioned. <laughs> my apologies, yeah. you know? Jonathan said. <laughs> Jonathan mentioned he didn't know how homeschooly it is. But if you think about it, um, it's socialization, 
right. which is important. Also, um, I know when we're working on badges, like we just recently uh, started working on our gardening badge, and we're planting seeds, and uh, we didn't meet this past month because anytime it's over 100 degrees, we automatically cancel, and that pretty much takes up all of our summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at our very next meeting, whenever that happens to be, we're going to be building worm towers to make um, compost. Um, oh, uh-huh. And they're they're made out of a two liter bottle, and you actually just set it on your kitchen counter, and oh, it nice. does the composting right there. So that's science, you know. Yeah. Uh, and we've done other things that involved, you know, reading. We've had um, places where the scouts gave presentations about things, you know. So public speaking, working well with others. I mean, all sorts of things that, I mean, really, that would fall very easily and well under the category sure. of homeschooling. Absolutely, it's all educational. Exactly. And, and our main focus in Spiral Scouts is um, ecological ed- education and conservation, taking care of the earth and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really, I don't know, I really enjoy it. I, their, their philosophy and everything just fit perfectly. I mean, it, I like Spiral Scouts so much that when I was thinking about scouting with my kids and I found there was nothing that I was looking for around here, I actually went out and started this here in Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know... You and I both, we're, we're really good at it. If we can't find what we want right. for our kids, gosh darn it, we'll just make it. Yep. <laughs> That's why we had Baby Fest. That's why we had all <laughs> sorts of other things that go on. And so we can AP add... Moms. Yeah. AP Moms, right. <laughs> we can add Spiral Scouts to that list. I couldn't find a scouting experience that I wanted for my children because I don't like my children to be separated boys and girls. Right. I want my children to work together because I want my children to be friends. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you and your brother, but my brother and I were very adversarial growing up. Oh, no, we were actually quite close. Oh, yeah. No, Tom and I weren't close until we got to be adults. I mean, when we were kids, we were very adversarial. And so I don't want that for my kids. And right. so I, I tried to look for things where they get to work together on things. And Spiral Scouts just fit the bill perfectly. So that's a little tiny overview of Spiral Scouts. Um, if anyone has any specific questions, I'm more than willing to answer any of them, keeping in mind that each circle runs on its own pretty independently. And so, <laughs> you know, it, what what happens in one circle may not necessarily happen in the others. But all of the circles have the same um, they all have the same handbooks. They all, all of the leaders have to go through background checks and everything, just like in regular scouting. Right. Um, and so in that aspect, all of them are the same. But, other, but how they actually work, each individual one, it varies. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I enjoy it. And my kids and, do too. Very cool. Okay, so let's see. We also had a question that just came in literally like seconds before we hit record. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> that was funny. I was like, oh, a question. And it said in the subject, listener question technology. So I was like, oh, I should read this before we start recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Elizabeth wrote in and asked, um, or she says, I read about you in a forum on secularhomeschool.com. Excellent forum, by the way. Oh, yes. Excellent. Um, I commented and wrote a review. Um, I was curious about the equipment you use to record, edit, etc. Part of my 13-year-old's interest have been in filmmaking, and now we have started recording his video games like Minecraft. Yay, Minecraft. Ah, Minecraft. (laughs) And he plans to do voiceover and has considered starting his own podcast. We're just starting out, and I plan to use this as part of his curriculum since he, like his mom, loves nothing more than to hear himself talk. <laughs> I can't relate at all to no that. Idea. No <laughs> idea. Well, immediately what came to my mind is you need to go check out 
School of Podcasting. So um, head on over and, and go listen to Dave at School of Podcasting because I absolutely love that guy's show and he's just really, really helpful and friendly and likable and can't say enough about Dave Jackson. He's fabulous. He has helped me out so much and when things keep uh, getting more and more exciting with our podcast. I email him and I tell him about it and he's all excited for us. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so um, definitely go check out everything you could possibly need to learn about podcasting. You can find out about it at the School of Podcasting. Um, go back and listen to all his old episodes. I haven't actually subscribed as a as a member to his site yet. I haven't. There, there's actually a free, or is it a free trial? No, it's not a free trial. I think it's like because normally you pay by the month as like a, it's like an online school kind of thing that you do regularly. You can continue as long as you want to, to continue and you get all of his tutorials for free. Um, but uh, and then they have one where you can just join for a week for like eight bucks or something. And I haven't actually gotten around to doing that yet because I actually found a whole lot of information on the web for free. So um, but I do. I mean, he's very, very available. You can ask him any question you could possibly imagine and he'll he'll help you figure it all out. And he's got a lot of great information on his website that is for free as well. So um, recommend that. But um, and then we have our um, well, if you're going to record calls with other people, if he's just going to be recording it himself. I use Audacity to um, to edit everything, and you can actually record into Audacity um, for free. Um, the, the, I mean, the program is free, and you can actually record. If he's just going to be talking by himself, um, mm-hmm. then he can just record right into Audacity. But I, I actually use Powergrammo, which we've mentioned. It's at the end of every show. My daughter mentions Powergrammo.com. Um, is our sponsor, because they were so kind to sponsor us right from the get-go, helped us get... Um, get our first recording software so that's what we actually are recording on right now and As what we record speak. yes and what <laughs> we record every episode is, is is it's a skype recorder so if you wanted to, to um, record conversations between two people you can do it on skype like we're doing right now and knock on wood as long as no, the other person's computer doesn't crash <laughs> so far so good yes we've had a lot of technical difficulties lately with becky's computer but today she seems to have well i don't know i don't want to say anything and jinx That's it not jinx it yeah so far so good <laughs> we'll see um so uh um skype if you want more than one person or of course you could do it in you know, if it was like you and a friend doing it, um, like <laughs> we we technically could do it at my house. You could come over, but it just you know f- it's just a lot easier for us to to do it from our own computers so that we uh, don't have to bundle up our kids and figure out how to entertain them for you know however long because it usually takes more than an hour for us to record. <laughs> yeah, it's usually what two hours to get the, the one to hour get everything up, worked so, yeah. out and yeah, what are we going to talk about? Okay, you know, and sort it all out and everything, and then the actual recording. We always go over an hour now. Did you notice? that all our shows tend to be over an hour now yeah (laughs) so around 15 hour and 20 i'm like whoa (laughs) we may be doing that again today too um but anyway those are those are the software that i use audacity and um and audacity is at audacity.sourceforge.net and i'll put that in the show notes as well that's a free software for recording 
let's see, it says it's a free open source cross-platform software for recording and editing sounds. And it works great. It's very easy. And there's a bazillion tutorials out there. There's actually even a podcast called the Audacity to Podcast, which is supposed to be about using Audacity to record your podcast, podcast, although it's not entirely all about using Audacity. He talks about just podcasting in general as well, which is another podcast you can check out. Um, and then another podcast that I also recommend, I've listened to all of these podcasts, um, but mostly I listen, I go back to school of podcasting just because I like Dave so much (laughs) (laughs) and he's just, I just really like him a lot. And his shows are really short. (laughs) I say this as we're like, you know, hour and 20 minute show ourselves. (laughs) I say, I like his show because it's short. (laughs) I think it's so ironic, (laughs) but yeah, it's like 15 minute shows once a week. Um, but anyway, uh, there's another guy called Cliff Ravenscraft and he does the podcast answer man, which is, I believe it's podcastanswerman.com. but you can just Google Cliff Ravenscraft. He's like a big guru in the podcasting scene as well. So these are podcasts about podcasting. So, but, but what a great way to learn about how to podcast, go listen right. to some podcasts. So I've learned a ton of stuff from it. So, um, and then just, I did a lot of Googling, for anything that I specifically wanted to know about, just Google it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many people out there that have done tutorials on the web about it. And sometimes I just go straight to YouTube. Actually, a lot of times I go straight to YouTube first to see if there's a video that somebody's made. Inevitably, it's a 12-year-old kid that's made <laughs> it. cracks me up. There's like, <laughs> when I tried to learn how to, I was trying to figure out something with PHP the other day or whatever. And I went, it was like, uh, he sounds like he's like 11 or 12 years old. And I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> I can't. These 11 and 12 year old kids are understanding this stuff way better than me. And he's trying to explain it. And I'm like, I'm not getting it. (laughs) I give up. They have the advantage of starting from birth. They do. They do. It's like breathing. It's like technology is completely natural. But anyway, so there's a couple of things to get you started. Um, If you have specific questions on anything as you go and check all that stuff out, I'm happy to try to answer. I'm really new to this myself, so I don't know how much of an expert. (laughs) I uh, would not consider myself at all an expert on anything podcasting related. In fact, I don't think our sound is even all that fabulous yet. But part of that, I think, is that I I need a new headset. (laughs) My headset is is kind of dying so um <laughs> so if anyone out, out there would like to sponsor new headsets yes we we could use some new headsets in fact if becky got a new headset she could actually use her her uh, laptop which is more reliable as well so <laughs> so that would be really cool um anyway so <laughs> let's see i guess that pretty much covers the the basics of where to get started going to look at how to learn about podcasting because that's what I, that's all I did is I just went out and I googled and I, that's how I found Cliff and Dave and Daniel is the guy at um, Audacity Podcast that's how I found all these people and then whenever I have specific questions or problems I go and I I email that I look it up and if I can't find the answer I just email one of them and they're almost always happy to help out especially Dave Dave is very very happy to help out and he mm-hmm. actually even recently I noticed that he has like an IM system on his com- his um, website where if he's actually live sitting there at his computer he will actually talk to you live if you if you text him on his on his website and so I've had some wonderful conversations with him like that. I'm like, hey, Dave, how do you do? Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. So, in fact, it was through talking to him that I found out because I was talking to him about our Facebook ad and then about mothering. And and I was asking him about getting sponsors. And he said, um, 
I said, you know, how much, how many downloads should we be getting in order to be able to go and, you know, what would make us appealing to sponsors? Because we think our numbers are great, but we're new to this, so it could be nothing, you know, <laughs> in the in the scheme of things, it, our numbers might not be all that great. And then he uh, he asked me how many downloads we get per episode and I told him and he was like you're already in the top 50% of podcasters <laughs> and I'm like what <laughs> so yeah I was very excited to hear that from him so and he has um uh, more than one podcast too he's got other podcasts about podcasting as well so <laughs> you can check all those out but he talks about all of them on that website so Anyway, um, so that was, I think, at least a start to answering Elizabeth's question. And Elizabeth, if you have any more follow-up questions, feel free to, to email me back, and I will uh, be happy to try at least to answer them or refer you to somebody else <laughs> or to a website. And then I actually wanted to just real quick mention a follow-up, because we talked about Math Mammoth a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I got an email from Maria who wrote Math Mammoth. Um, the, I mean, she's the author of the series. Um, sh- um, in response to my question that I had, I had mentioned when I was talking about the the series that I thought it seemed. I don't know. There was something about it. Well, besides the fact that she obviously had an accent, I knew she wasn't English. Wasn't her first language. Um, I just had this feeling it was European, and um, I was right because <laughs> I emailed her and. I didn't have my email configured right at the time, so it didn't forward to me, so I didn't read the email until like a week later. Unfortunately, we had already recorded it, and then I kept forgetting to mention it on the podcast. She actually wrote me back right away. She's actually from Finland, because I had mentioned that I thought she was from somewhere in Europe, probably, and I wondered if this technique that she uses in her math curriculum, if it had anything to do with um, European, like if they have a different way of teaching math over there or something. So... Finland, apparently, according to this is the email she sent me back. She said, because um, I was asking her where, where she's from and, and, and where the curriculum, if it's, you know, if it's coming from um, the way she learned as a child. So she said, hello, Tina. It may be mentioned somewhere on my site. It's no secret. Anyhow, I'm from Finland. So you guessed right as far as Europe. I'm not actually living in the States. No, just married to an American. But most of my customers are. So I designed things to work with the American style of schooling. And yes, the method I use has definitely been influenced by how I learned math. I basically try to teach how I think of math, how I would solve the problems. And the way I was taught, of course, is a huge factor in that, though I don't intentionally copy anything. I just analyze how I think about a concept and try to break it down to smaller steps and write lessons based on that. And then she sent me these links. She said, you might also be interested in this article, and I'll post that in the notes. And also, this might be of help as far as the alignment. So she posted, I had no idea. I'd never heard about the education system in Finland. And I'll just post the link to the article so people can read about it. But I had no idea. Apparently, Finland has got like this world-renowned education system. Had you ever heard of that before? No, I had no idea. There's like a whole documentary about them. When you Google Finland and education, you find a ton of stuff. I watched a couple of little short videos and stuff. Fascinating, fascinating. So I recommend Google Finland and education and go see what you can find out about it because it's pretty interesting. Apparently over there they have uh, great respect for their teachers. Yeah, in in this article she sent me, it says um, uh, that what's happened in Finland is that teaching has become the most highly esteemed profession. Wow. Not the highest paid, but the most highly esteemed. And only one out of every 10 people who apply to become teachers will ultimately make it to the classroom. So they're like apparently really um, strict in their um, qualifications, I guess. So anyway, I won't go into all the details, but and they don't even do, te- they apparently don't have 
like they don't do te they don't use testing like we use testing like crazy here they don't do that over there and there's just all these really neat things about it so uh recommend going out and checking that out and i will post those links and i just thought that was an interesting follow-up to math mammoth so it gives you a little bit more of a kind of an idea of where she's coming from with her curriculum which i still highly recommend of course love math mammoth um, very affordable and just really well put together. I really like it a lot. And it's really neat knowing that this is where it's coming from. <laughs> so anyway, let's see. What else were we going to talk about today? So one of the things that we've been talking about on the podcast is ways of making uh, education more fun, and mm -hmm. making homeschooling more fun. And uh, one of the things that I mentioned was that uh, my children like to do a lot of projects. Right. And um, so we were talking about some of the types of projects that we like to do, and we came up with bookmaking and lap books. Yes. So um, thankfully, being the polar opposites that we are, <laughs> I know Tina knows all about bookmaking, and thankfully I know about lap books. And I actually um, wanted to mention one other little thing called zines. I don't know if you know about zines or not, no, but I, I bet don't. you Maven would be really into it. Ooh, okay, cool. so Danielle is very into zine making. And what a zine is, it's a magazine. Um, Danielle makes them a – have you ever made the books out of one slice of paper where you you fold it and you make the cut oh, yeah. and it makes the six-page book? Okay. Yeah. She makes them on that because what a zine is is a hand-drawn magazine that can be photocopied. Mm -hmm. And um, we have uh, Twee Boutique. I don't know if you know about Twee. It's a fantastic Oh, that's a local, local – yeah, that's a, a local, local store, yeah. Tweet. I've never been there yet, but I've heard of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, super cute. And they were selling zines, and Danielle went in and bought one from um, a friend of mine, actually, uh, had made it. And um, she fell in love with the whole idea. So mm -hmm. she makes these little one-page books, and then each page she writes some words, and she draws some pictures, and that kind of thing. And then... Um, she usually only makes one of each because obviously she doesn't need a whole bunch of them. But if, if she were going to sell them or trade them with other people, she could just take that one sheet, throw it on the photocopier, and make oh. as many copies as she wanted to. How fun. Yeah, so that's kind of a cute little thing that's, that's kind of like bookmaking, but not exactly. Right. But um, In the that's, same genre. That's the extent of my, my uh, bookmaking uh, skills. I'm definitely <laughs> much more the lap booker kind of person. For those of you who don't know what lap booking is, lap booking is a way of putting together and presenting information that a child has learned. Um, you take file folders, and um, I can't even begin to describe yeah. exactly how you do it, but I'm going to be posting a lot of links to a lot of really great pictures, so it will make sense, I promise. But <laughs> you attach the file folders together in such a way that it makes a kind of fold-out presentation. Right. And then they can make different types of little books, small collections of cards, all kinds of things that they then put into the folder, and it shows uh, what they learned about a given subject. Now, there's two different ways to do lap books. Um, the first way is by buying a kit. Um, that's how I started out lap booking, and I cannot speak um, highly enough about handsofachild.com. Um, and the link will be on the, the page, so don't even worry if you didn't catch it. But Hands of a Child make lap booking kits. And when you purchase one of their kits, it has all of the templates that you need for whatever subject. Like we have one in there right now about bubbles, the science of bubbles. Oh, fun. Surface tension and that sort of thing mm -hmm. and uh, that we haven't done yet. And we're going to at some point. And, um, you should have gone to see Wild Child Adventures then. I know. It's terrible. It's a good show, too. It's a... For those of you not local, he's a bubble guy that does shows at our library over the summer. 
Yeah, but all the shows were like at 9.30 in the morning. Oh, there was one in the afternoon. No, I guess it wasn't afternoon. It was like 10.30. Yeah, we had to jam to get out there. It was like last Saturday. That's a really Saturday. good show. But um, so the if you buy a kit, and there's lots of places to buy them. Just Hands of a Child is my personal favorite, but there's lots more places to get them. Um, it comes with the templates that you need to make the little mini books and to make the little fold-out things and, and everything. And then all your child has to do is color or fill in the information, cut, paste, and boom, project is done. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like something that's a little more open-ended, a little more, you know, um, you can put your own spin on it. There's lots of places that you can find blank templates to make books and, and those kinds of things to add to a lap book. So then you would choose your own subject. Say you wanted to make a lap book about butterflies. You would choose your own subject, look up the information, find the appropriate templates that you think fit, would fit well within your lap book because there are, like, templates in every shape um, style and everything it's insanity <laughs> and um, then you can make your own and um, we've done it both ways and um, we started lap booking oh I think we made our first lap book when well Danielle made her first lap book when she was in first grade but um, actually when I found that blog post that I mentioned earlier in the show mm-hmm. I was actually looking for a picture of Jack I actually have a picture of Jack when he's one years old and he has what's called a tot book instead of a lap book it's a tot book it's from a blog called one plus one plus one equals one dot com I know it's what kind is of, that about <laughs> you know and it's the numbers it's the number one right <laughs> so it's number one plus one number one plus one no, okay the link will be on the show notes mm-hmm. don't worry about it yeah but um she has um templates to make um, tot books, which are like miniature lap books, so like half size lap books for um, toddlers. Uh-huh. And they have, you know, cars and Thomas the Tank Engine and construction equipment. I only looked at the boy ones. I'm sure there were really great girl ones too, but I was only interested in the boy ones at the time. And it has places for them to work on their colors and their shapes and their name and that kind of thing in it. And it's super cute. And it's all stuff you just print off and, and put into a file folder. It's not anything difficult to do. So um, I'll make sure that link is also in the show notes. So if anyone's interested in kind of looking at lap books, but maybe your your child is younger, that's kind of a good way to go with that. kind of ends up being sort of like a pop-up book, huh? It is kind of, like yeah. Activity book slash pop-up book. And the really nice thing about it is, okay, like if a kid writes a book report about something, usually they're going to write that book report, they're going to set it down, and you're going to file it at the end of the year, and you'll never look at it again. Right. But the, the lap books, I do find, like the tot books, Jack loved that. He he would bring it to me and say, can we look at my tot book now? Or actually he called <laughs> it his cars book because it was about cars. <laughs> and, uh, you know, can we look at my cars book now? And Danielle even likes going back and looking at her old lap books and seeing what she did. And yeah. so it not only does it make a really great presentation, but it really reinforces what they learned because they're reading it over and over again as they're looking through it right so that's kind of yeah i enjoy it a lot Uh, we really have a lot of fun with lap books but you make book books tell me about that yeah um well i actually learned about making books when i was teaching preschool and i will have to find somewhere on the web will probably be the same instructions that i used you know like somebody's got it written out somewhere um but we used to actually sew the books together just not like massive like you know five pages um just with construction paper and paper and then you like you open it up and you actually use a needle and thread and actually sew it together and it's really cool and it's you know a little bit more permanent that way um so you know i had been making them 
back then and so you know when Maven was old I don't even remember when we started doing it but Maven's been making books forever um, nothing huge I mean we're not talking like chapter books or, or anything so they're like mostly like picture books and Tieran's actually done some in fact Maven has like Tieran is not quite to the point where he can write it all out because um, he's only just learned how to read and so writing is you know still yeah. kind of following behind but um and uh, so sh- she'll sit down with him sometimes when they're actually getting along <laughs> and, mm. and, um, and he'll dictate the story. He'll like draw a picture and then she'll write the words onto the pages for him. And then she sticks it all together into a little book. She, she's made all different kinds. It's, it's, she just makes them up herself. She just, she just of her own decision. She made up her own decision to, to make some books and, um, and has made like you know with construction paper and, and white paper, or um, she's made them with pieces of Manila folders. I showed her lap books before. I showed her some instructions for some lap books, and she's she's not really. She tends to want to do things like really open ended. She's not in, usually interested in following instructions. Mm-hmm. And I think the ones that I because some of them, like you said, some of them are more instructions have more instructions, and some of them are more open ended. And I think the ones that I must have shown her were more instructional like you know this you cut this out and you put this here and you cut this out and you put this here where she would be like no I'm gonna put that where I want to put it you know so she was kind of not interested in the one one or two that I showed her at one point but she got the concept the idea of using manila folders and so she's made some out of manila folders in fact she did make one lap book once on horses where she just decided she wanted to make a book about horses and she liked the idea of the lap books where you where you have um little things popping out like you'd have a little mini book inside of the big book and mm-hmm. and like pockets to put stuff in and whatnot so she hopefully the airplane is not drowning me out mm-hmm. <laughs> um but uh anyway and um so she just you know she'll just sit down and she'll just draw pictures because she's i know i've mentioned before she's like a major artist she's all about drawing she's been drawing since she could hold a pencil mm-hmm. and um so she'll just draw a bunch of pictures and oftentimes there won't be any words in the book but now that she's older of course she she will put words and her books nowadays tend to be she's not really into writing stories she's more into nonfiction. so she just like last week actually just a few days ago um she she started making she decided she wanted to make a bird book and not not just any birds she wanted to do just the birds that she's seen and not just everyday birds no 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 jays or morning doves or pigeons or anything you know because those are just you know you see them everywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> she wants the ones that are less common that she's mm-hmm. seen that she's personally seen and we've been you know bird watching for a while not like going on early morning walks because we're not morning people but but we frequently identify a bring out my app that my bird app my iBird app or or um, sometimes when we go on walks I'll have a book um, and we'll we'll identify some birds and I, I know a handful of birds still from my days at PsyCon when I used to run the birding trail there um, when I when it was my turn to do the birding trail it's not <laughs> like I was a birding expert <laughs> so I know a handful of them <laughs> at least more than I did before so um, I'll be like oh that's a brewer's blackbird or that's a you know and then we've looked up some at at the parks before that were like maybe I'll be like what kind of a bird is that I'm like I don't know let's get out our little app and find out what it is and it's got let's see it's got this color and that color and short legs and you know and um narrow it down so she's she's actually started a list of all those birds that she remembers that she's seen that she can identify now that's fantastic and she's uh she's waiting for me to get ink for my <laughs> printer because she wants to actually print up pictures from the web so I'm gonna have to help her out with that um 
but in the past she usually draws the pictures. So I'm actually going to mention that it would be really extra special if she'd also have some of her own hand-drawn pictures in there as well. But um, she actually um, put together a while back, and she's this is what she's using for this book, some some blank books. She actually made it. She went and she got cardboard and she got raffia. I don't even know where she found the raffia. <laughs> but somewhere in our house there's raffia apparently. She got hole punches. She punched holes in the she put the paper in. She got the book. She got it all sized right. She even took the cardboard and covered it with colored paper and like poked holes in it and put tied it with raffia. So it's it's wow. like a looks like a bound book almost. I mean it's like really well made. And she made a couple of extra ones for Tyrion so that he can make his own books as well. And so she's she decided to she pulled one of those out the other day and decided to make a bird book out of it. So I mean the sky's the limit with books. I mean you could do it. There's so many different ways you can make them. Um there's even like cloth books you can make and um, I do have a couple of links that I will definitely share in the show notes that had some ideas because when I st- started thinking about this idea, I went Googling and I found there's a there's a site called makingbooks.com mm-hmm. that is a woman who um, teaches how to make books out of recycled materials. That sounds really interesting. It looks like she actually does classes, but I think she's got some information on her website that also um, talks about um different books that you can get books to learn how to make books and <laughs> and uh it looked like there was some pretty good information and links and such um on her site that looks looks pretty and there's some like uh what are these books the like accordion books those are really interesting you oh, probably yeah. made those in lap books right yes there's some accordion books on the cover on her i mean on her um home that look pretty interesting um so i think we're going to be diving back into making books more often because um it's just occurred to me that this is not only is it very educational because you've got art, you've got language arts, you've got um, uh, it's some, there could be math also because they're going to figure out how many pages and what the shape and the size and the, you know, how many, how many of these pages folded in half or whatever will make however many pages you want. I mean, there's math involved there too and measuring and, and um, whatever the subject is of the actual book could be science could be history could be you know whatever <laughs> um it's all educational so um and then since we're going back to the charter again in the fall we will definitely need some um something to hand in so there you go <laughs> you can hand in the books so and i actually want to check out some of those links that you posted as well because um i do want to get back into looking at lap books again because i think Tyrion would actually really like some of those ideas and maven i'll probably get some ideas as well i saw a link somewhere i thought i had a file but i just looked and i couldn't find it um i'll have to dig around and see if i can find it there was a file i thought i got somewhere or i saw somewhere that had all kinds of just instructions on the um like the different types of of little you know the different folds and stuff yeah. that they have for the lap yeah. books like just blank pages for you to do this cut and then this fold and this fold and this looks like a heart and this looks like a flower and you know this opens up in the middle and this opens on the side and just those kind of things i could see maven really getting into figuring out how to put that into her own books so that sounds really cool so yeah so that's really cool my friend um Jane Day, she um, she's the one I was talking about that was Fresno County Unified School District Teacher of the Year last year. Mm-hmm. She made this awesome carousel book. Have you ever seen these? Mm-mm. It folds flat, but then when you open it up, it doesn't open like a regular book. It spins around like um, like those honeycomb party um, decorations that you can get, you know? And it hmm. attaches around the back so that it's circular. 
And then you oh, yes, it, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. When you yes. hold it up, you can look through the little windows. Oh, neat. At all the stuff that, that and um, when I saw that, I said, oh, I need to, to get the pattern to do that because Danielle, that would be a great final project for one of Danielle's books. Yeah. You know, it's just absolutely fantastic. And I'm sure Danielle would have tons of fun with that. And there's no way in the world I could just fake it. I'm going to have to find a pattern for that or something. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds a little more complicated. But yeah, that sounds really, really fun. I think and kids kids really like to see their own materials. It it doesn't even have to be technically in print. They just it just makes them feel like like an author. You know, they got this book. And actually, there was one one more thing that I just remember that I was going to mention is that a lot of people probably have heard about these places like Snapfish and um, and Kodak actually has a self serve um, like a station at our local CVS stores that are probably all over the U S um, where you can actually print up your own, you just go and you upload your own photos. So you can actually like people think of it as like a photo album, but you could totally print a child's book this way. You could go like if they draw all their own art and, um, and you scan the art and then um, have them tell you the words or they have them type it up or whatever. And then like for the captions, like where you would put a caption for a picture, you can put the words to like for picture books and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you, they can actually, you can actually get it printed and it can be full on a f- hard cover. Um, I'm looking at, I had one, a photo book made of Maven's first year and it's like a professional book. It's bound and, and, um, hardcover and I mean this one's a, a, is specifically a photo book but there's no reason why the images in it couldn't be children's art that they put together in a story format and then and then they'd have an actual like real book like not not saying that the other books aren't good because the other books are fabulous too mm-hmm. especially since they get to do the hands-on but I mean if you have a child that really wants to have something more like a hardcover professional bound book or whatever and or if they want to make multiple copies of it because that would be hard to do if you're individually doing it right you know have one for each of the grandparents and whatever um that would be another option and i think kinko's also is another option because i had a friend who when i taught preschool she actually took her daughters they made their own homemade books and she took the the pages to kinko's and had them all bound yeah they'll spiral bound and and everything there yeah it's it's really reasonably priced i've had to do it for for scout manuals and it's it's really reasonably priced over there and you can actually take and just email the file to them i know isn't that cool the technology it up (laughs) it's fabulous you just email what whatever it is you want them to print and tell them how i mean or drag and drop and click on the options and then you've got a permanent really good quality copy of whatever their special project was that they made um whatever their special story is i I mean if you have a kid that's prolific you could get like a whole library of books that your kid made and how much more special is that to be able to actually read their own words i think that's really really special and really if you wanted to and if you didn't want to actually type it you could just have them hand write on the bottom of the picture we actually do that i do that a lot with my kids art do you do that with your kids art too? write their words on it and Uh, they tell you the story of the picture I haven't really. I actually have done that. That that must that probably came from my preschool days. You probably did that when you taught preschool, though. I bet. Yeah, huh? I know. I totally should with Jack though, because sometimes he'll yeah. bring me an old picture and he'll go, "Look at this, mommy. What uh-huh. is this?" And I'll go, "Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> a tank or a train or <laughs> yeah, an I um... elephant." <laughs> yeah, I um actually went to a workshop once, long time ago, when I was teaching preschool in Sacramento. And there's, have you heard of Bev Boss? 
No. Um, she's a she's a child development expert up in um, Sacramento area. Actually, I think she's in Roseville, which is one of the suburbs up there. And um, she she's very very well known for. She actually they she used to actually sell. She's got this really fabulous preschool program up there, and she used to actually sell her some of her art project stuff through discountschoolsupply.com. Well, they don't do it anymore, but she like would teach you how to make your own like newspaper paintbrushes, like so kids could paint with paintbrushes and rubber band paintbrush, like to make painting with all different kinds of materials. Like she was really big on printing. Anyway, she she was also huge on having the children's stories down on paper. Mm-hmm. She would walk around. It was a big thing. She talked about this at the workshop that she, she would walk around with a clipboard and she would sit down with, she'd just come up to every kid. Like she'd just wander around and she oh, so tell me your story. So either they've drawn a picture and you write it on the picture or she'd just walk up to them with a clipboard and say, tell me your story. And then they'd just start dictating a story and she'd write it out exactly as they say it with the ums and ahs and everything. You know, it's so oh, cute. Wow. I have a lot of stories like that from both of my kids over the years because I didn't usually, well, sometimes we would just write stories without pictures, but more often than like I'm looking at the wall right now, it, most of the pictures, or at least at least half, more than half of the pictures on the wall have some kind of, couple of sentences on it. And it's so cute to see when they were like three and four years old, some of the silly stories, how short they were, and then, and then the lion did whatever, and then the end. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> so cute. It's a great way to develop language and to... Um, you know, to to develop future storytelling as well is starting really early by just just drawing, I mean, just writing their words in their exact word. And I always ask where to put it on the page too. I don't just start writing. I mm-hmm. say, where should I write this? Do you want me to write it on the back because it's their artwork, and you don't want to start writing on. It's kind of disrespectful to a child's artwork if you don't ask them first. You know, that's right. at least that's how I was taught when I was learning about teaching preschool. So you know, even when I put a name on it child's artwork I'll ask where to put it so um but yeah do you want me to write it here okay I'll write it here <laughs> Tieran yeah. will tell me exactly where to write it because he usually wants me to write what it is with an arrow pointing to it <laughs> <laughs> so I have lots of pictures of you know angry whatever with an arrow pointing directly to it so you can tell which character it is it's funny but that could easily you know you could put you could put those together into a book as well yeah and uh you know just have them just keep going with the story be really cute. We have some really, really cute ones from when Maven was really little. She told me all kinds of crazy stories. It was really cute. So, yeah. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that about covers it. I think we covered everything we wanted to talk about today. Anything I else so. I missed? I can't think of a single thing. Oh, me neither. <laughs> if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. You can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms. And to leave us a voicemail message with your questions or comments, call 559-426-6670. For links to any of the resources we shared on this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. And you can also find Becky on the web at beckytatro.com, and I can be found at homeschoolrealm.com, and the spellings are also on Savvy Homeschool Moms. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great week, and make sure you come back and take a break break with us again next weekend. Bye. Bye. (laughs) This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms podcast was brought to you by Powergramo Skype Recorder, the perfect tool for Skype recording, podcasting, and online journalism, and more. Visit them on the web at powergramo.com. 
That's P-O-W-E-R-G-R-A-M-O dot com.